Oh, all right. Let me tell you. Hey, friends, what's up? Mm. Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Lamed Aleph, Daf Thirty-One of Masech the Beitza. Um, friends, it's a three Mishnayos uh, Daf. We're gonna talk about uh, collecting wood, whether it's from the field or from like a karpa. Friends, remember karpefos from Erevin? Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's not. Uh, we're not gonna get too far into karpefos, but. Uh, in this case, it's just kind of like a closed-off area. Um, then we get into another mission that talks about uh, chopping wood on Yom Tif. What do you guys think? Yay or nay? And then finally, um, whatever, like some more like Muksa-y kind of things. Like, uh, whatever. We'll get there. Um, all right, friends. Here we go. We're on the Lamralf Ralf. Let's see what's going on here. Oh, that's Gavaldic. Um Okay, we're on the Lamralf Ralf. Um Mishnah, top of the page. Mivin eitzim mina sode mina mechunos. You hear that? You're allowed to bring in wood from the field as long as it's mechunos, as long as it's already gathered together. Okay, so if it's out in the middle, you know, out in the open in the field, so as long as it's gathered together, you can chop it around. Umina karpa fafilu mina mefuzer. Now, but if it's coming from a enclosed area, so then even if it's scattered together because it's already enclosed, it's considered like, you know, it's already in one place and your, your, your intention was on it already from before Yom Tif. Ezu Karpov, what's considered a Karpov? What's considered this enclosed area that we're talking about? So Buddha says, look, it has to be close by to the city. So Yossi defines this Karpaf as an enclosed area that you need a key to get into. Uh, but even if it's not necessarily right next to the city, as long as it's within the 2,000 Amis of Tchum Shabbos, that would be okay uh, if it's a place that you get into with the key. Now, Frech the Gemara, um, no, we're not there yet. But the Gemara does say, says Yudah in the name of Shmuel. Shebekarpath. Hmm, interesting. Friends, do you hear this? It says of Yudah in the name of Shmuel that when it comes to a karpath, the wood needs to be gathered together. That you can only bring in wood from an enclosed area and as long as the wood is gathered together. Now, one second. But one second. Why would review to be saying in the name of Shmuel that when it comes to a karpaf, that inside of a karpaf, you can, right, the, the wood has to be gathered together already. But I thought our Mishnah said that in this karpaf, in this enclosed area, the wood can even be scattered because it's, it's in an enclosed area. You already had it in mind from the day before, from before Yom Tif. So, what's the dilio? What is the dilio? That's what the Gemara wants to know. How come the Mishnah says that in the enclosed area they can be scattered, but Shmuel is saying that in the enclosed area it has to be collected together, gathered together already? To which the Gemara answers, well, that Mishnah is not all that it was worked up to be. That Mishnah is specific, is, is a das yochid, essentially, is a singular opinion. And we don't necessarily paskin like our Mishnah, because it's a specific opinion. What does that mean? The Tanya is, we learn in a bride. So, Om Rib Shimon Ben Elazar says Rib Shimon Ben Elazar that basically Rib Shimon Ben Elazar 
quotes exactly like our Mishnah. The implication being that our Mishnah is specifically the opinion of Shimon ben Elazar, but the Rabbanon would argue and um, Shmuel is holding like the Rabbanon. What does Shimon ben Elazar say? So says Shimon ben Elazar that it's unanimous, it's bipartisan. Both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel hold that if you have scattered wood in the field, forget about it. You can't bring it in, you can't use it. And both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel agree that if you have wood that is um, gathered together in a karpaf, of course you could use it. What are the points of contention between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel? And wood that is scattered in a um, Kaipaf in an enclosed area, but the wood is scattered. As well as um, wood that is gathered together, but it's out in the field. So it's out in the field, but it's gathered together. So again, when it comes to an enclosed area, but the wood is scattered, or if we're talking about a non-enclosed area, but the wood is gathered together, Beishame says you're not allowed to use that wood, you're not allowed to bring in that wood and use it, um, you know, because it's muktzah. And Basil says, you can bring it, it's not muktzah. So, and that's exactly what our Mishnah says, right? That our Mishnah is saying that you're allowed to bring in wood that's gathered together in the field or that's scattered in a kaipah, because that's the opinion of Basil. And that is like Rabshim ben Elazar. But the implication being, well, that's Rabshim ben Elazar's opinion, opinion, but the rabbis Mistama argue on that, and Shmuel is holding like the rabbis who are saying that in the Karpaf you would not be allowed to use uh, scattered wood, you'd have to use wood that's gathered together. Omar Rav says, Rav, leaves of reeds and leaves of uh, um, grapevines. Even though um, they are gathered together before Yontif. Came the madle zikom evadulu. Well, since if one good gishmaka wind uh, comes, it'll scatter them all and blow them away. Kimufuzarim damu. We have to treat them as though they are scattered. Viasurin and they are osur, um, and they're not, and they're and, and they're going to be mukta. They're going to be off limits. Right, because you have these leaves. The leaves they're easy to just blow away because they're easy to blow away. So therefore, you you know you don't have in mind that they're going to be there the next day, and, and you can't you can't hop around. The asnach monomi esmol alayu shapirdomi. But if before yontif already you put a weight on top of the leaves so that you can um, uh, be confident that they will be in the same place tomorrow, and you could hop around. So in that case, they would not be muksa because you have intention that they'll be there the next day and that you will chaperain. Ezu karpav v'chule. What is this karpav? Uh, so we saw a machlokus between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yehuda talks about it being close by to the city. Rabbi Yossi says, well, it can even be far away from the city as long as it's within Tchum Shabbos, but you have to have a key to it. So, so let's, let's dig a little deeper over here. Ibailu. Uwah. So they want to know. Hey, Amar, how do we understand the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi? Do we say, Are we saying that what Rabbi, the way that Rabbi Yehuda defines this um, karpaf is that it has to be, you know, uh, right next to the city? 
and you have to have a key. Two criteria. It has to be close to the city and it has to have a key. The also Biosi Lemaymar and Biosi is coming to say a key came this way. Posachas, if we're talking about this enclosed area that has a key, well then I feel Shabbos Nami. If we're talking about this enclosed area that has a key, well then it can even be far away as you know at the edge of the Tchum Shabbos if it has a key. If it doesn't have a key, so then Mimele it has to be uh, close to the city. But if if it doesn't have a key, it has to be close to the city. If it has a key, that you can only get in with a key, it can be as far away as the Tchum Shabbos will allow you to go. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, it would Davka have to be next to the city and it would have to have a key. So is that how to understand the Machlokas? Odilma, so now just uh, to make one more point about that. So according to Rabbi Yossi, in that case, there's basically two ways that you can make this work. Right? There's two ways you can make it work. One is if you have this Karpap that's close to the city, even if it doesn't have a key. Or you can even have one that's far away at the edge of the Tchum Shabbos, but it would have to have a key. Right? Close to the city without a key or far away with a key. So now, Udilma, or the other way to understand it, Hachikamer. This is what's happening. That what Rabbi Yehuda cares about is proximity. As long as it's close to the city, Rabbi Yehuda is happy. Key, no key, doesn't matter. Proximity is what's important to Yehuda. But also Rabbi Yossi the Meimar, and Rabbi Yossi comes to say, "Afilu b'soch tchum Shabbos." And Rabbi Yossi comes to say that um, it can even be as far away as tchum Shabbos, but v'davka de islei posachas. But it has to have a key. Avaleislei posachas afilu samuch leir namilo. But if it doesn't have a key, then it doesn't work. Even if it's adjacent, even if it's right next to the city. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, according to this version, what's important is proximity. As long as it's close by, it's considered a karpav that you could, you know, gather this wood from. And um, whether it has a key, whether it doesn't have a key, it doesn't matter. As long as it's close by. Now, according to Rabbi Yossi, what's important is if it has a key. If it has a key, then anywhere, you know, as long as it's within Tchum Shabbos, have fun. Uh, have a blast or you know whatever they say so uh, but if there's no key then even if it's right next to the city it's not going to work so friends which version does it go by the version version one that according to Rebiosi that according to Yehuda it has to be close to the city and it has to have a key and Rebiosi is coming to say look if it's close to the city it doesn't have to have a key if it's far away then it has to have a key or is it the second way which is Rebiosi says that if it's next to the city, key, no key doesn't matter. But if it's uh, far away, it doesn't work. And Rabiosi says, look, you have to have a key. As long as you have a key, close, far, it doesn't matter. Friends, what do you think? Uh, Toshma, well, come in here. Okay. Midikitani Rabiosi Omer Koshin Ichnosimbo Posachas Vaafilu Besochtrum Shabbos. From the fact that Rabiosi says, look, if we're talking about that there's a key, then even if, as long as it's within the Tchum Shabbos, it works, Shmamina Rabbi Yossi, Tarti Likula Ka'omar Shmamina, it must be like the first way. That Rabbi Yossi is giving us two permitted ways of accessing this Karpaf. One of them would be, if it's close to the city, even if there's no key. And the second one would be, but if you have a key, it can even be as far away as the Tchum Shabbos allows you to go. 2000 Amis, Amr of Sala, Amr of Yirmiya, Halacha Kriv Yossi Lahakul, Says Reb Sala, in the name of Reb Yirmiya, that the halacha is like Reb Yossi, 
to be lenient, I assume what it means is that, um, I assume it means like the, like we just explained, that there's basically two ways um, that it could work according to Abiyosi, either close by, even if you don't have a key, or far away, as long as there is a, a key. Friends, what did you think about that? Pretty nice, right? Let's move on. Says the next Mishnah, Mavakin Eitzim. Lomina chorus. All right. So you're not allowed to just take a beam on Yom Tif and, and, and chop it up for firewood because Mistama, a beam, is going to be used for construction, not for firewood. Velomina chorus and Ishbu Yomtiv. And let's say you have a beam that broke. So if you have a beam that broke, so then Mistama is firewood. But if it breaks on Yom Tif, well, then obviously you didn't have intent to, in, uh, intention to be using it before Yom Tif, meaning before Yom Tif it was still not broken. So you were planning to use it for construction. On Yom Tif it broke, well, then it's going to be Muktza. So you can't use that either. And you can't chop with a axe. You can't chop with a saw. You can't chop with a sickle. But... You can chop with a uh, kupitz with a cleaver. Now, Frek the Gemara of Omar's Reisha ain't mevakin klau. The Gemara says, wait a second. The first part of the Mishnah says, you're not allowed to chop wood. You can't chop beams. You can't chop broken beams. And then the last thing we say in the Mishnah is you could chop with a cleaver. What? I thought we just said you're not allowed to chop. Oh, 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 what do we do? What do we do? We go weiter. Omer of Yehuda, Meshmuel, Chasoy Mechsa, Vachikatani. So it says of Yehuda in the name of Shmuel that um, you just got to massage the Mishnah a little bit. It's missing a few words. This is how you have to read it. In Mivakim and Asaver shall chorus, you're not allowed to chop wood from a um, pile of beams. Okay, if you have a pile of beams that are set aside for construction, so you can't chop them up on, on Yom Tif. And you can't use a beam that broke on Yom Tif because it's smoked, so you didn't intend before Yom Tif to be using it for firewood. But, and here's the key, if the beam already broke, an Erev Yom Tif. So then, coming into Yom Tif, you said, oh, amazing, I have a broken beam, I can use it for firewood. So you had intention for it. You were thinking about it already before Yom Tif. So then, sure, you can chop it up, but, but, if you want to chop up the wood, don't use an axe. If Lobamago, don't use a, um, uh, what's that called? Oh, what's that thing called when you you saw things? What what do you use to saw things, Dennis? What what what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's called. <laughs> yeah, I know it's called a saw. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah 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 yeah. What are you gonna do with me? All right, let's move on. Beloved, my ge- wait. No, a mago is a sickle. Velob magera, not with a saw. Al elabukupitz. But use a meat cleaver. You can, you can, uh, you can, you can, you can chop the wood with a um, with a meat cleaver. Um, all right. Tanan yochi. We also learn in a brayse like this. And mivakin eitzim lo menasaver shokoris. You can't um, 
chop wood from a pile of uh, of uh, beams. Uh, and you also cannot um, chop uh, you you can't chop up a beam that broke on Yom Tif because you weren't prepared for it in advance um, it's Muktzah Velobakardo says the Gemara okay so you're not allowed to use an axe Omer of Chidunah Bar Shlam Yom Yishmei Derab Loshanu Ela Benekevus Shelo Shelo Hava Bezachus Shelo Mutter Uwa so it says of Chinnah Barshlam in the name of Rab that when we say that you're not allowed to use an axe, you're not allowed to use a wide axe, but you're allowed to use a thin axe. Pshita. Um, okay, this is uh, ob- obvious. Bikupitz tanan. The Mishnah says you're allowed to use a kupitz, like a, 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 a meat cleaver, which I guess is thinner than an axe. Uh, like the blade is like thinner than, than an axe. I mean, as opposed to like a wider, I guess an axe is a wider blade and a and a, and, a, and a meat cleaver, I guess, is a narrower blade. So therefore, so the Mishnah says, what does the Mishnah say? So the Mishnah says that when you're not allowed to use an axe, so if there's like two kind of blades on an axe, right? One like uh, a like wider blade and one like narrower blade. So you can't use the wider one, but you can use the narrower one. So the Gemara says, Pshita, obviously you can use the narrower one because Bikupit's Tanan after, tanan. after all, the Mishnah says, you're allowed to use a meat cleaver, which is a narrower blade. Mauditema. So the Gemara says, well, I may have thought to say, Hanimili Kupit's Lichude. I may have thought to say that when the Mishnah says that you're allowed to use a meat cleaver, it means you can use a meat cleaver when it's just that, when it's just a meat cleaver. Avokardum Bikupit's, but, if you use an axe that has like two blades on it, a front blade and a back blade, let's call it, and one of them is wide and one of them is narrow, Ema, I'll say, Migo de Haigisa I might think to say, well, if the wider blade is Osir, so then maybe the narrower blade is also Osir, Kamash Malan. So what Ravchinna Barshlama is teaching us the name of Rab is that, no, we don't say that. Even though the wider blade is going to be Osir, the narrower blade is going to be for those who teach Rav Chinnah Bar statement on the Seifa, on the last part of the Mishnah, which is El Bikupitz, that you're allowed to use a meat cleaver. You're only allowed to use the um, um, where, where, where am I? Um, fine, so, so Rav Chinnah, ah, exactly. So Rav Chinnah Bar says that you're only allowed to use the uh, narrower part of the meat cleaver so if you have like a meat cleaver w- with like two blades on it a narrower one and a, and a wider one so if says you can only use the narrower blade we wouldn't be able to use the um wider blade on the meat cleaver pshita this is obvious it says you're not allowed to use an axe so if you're not allowed to use a wide blade axe bladed axe well then you can't use the wide blade on the meat cleaver well Mauditema, I may have thought to say, Hanimile Kardum. Well, I may have thought to say, look, the Mishnah says you're not allowed to use an axe. Avakupitz Vikardum. But if you have a meat cleaver that has a, a narrower blade as well as a wider blade, I may have thought to say, Ema Migo da Haigisashari, Aigisanamishari. I may have thought to say, well, since the narrower blade on the meat cleaver is permitted, maybe the wider blade on the meat cleaver is also permitted. Kamash Malon, therefore the <clears throat> what Rav Chinnah is teaching us in the name of Rab is that no, on the meat cleaver you can use the narrower blade, but you may not use the wider blade. Um, Alright, oh, sounds like uh, that's going to 
Alright, that's the, the opinion over here. Alright, now we get to the third mission of the day. Bayishumale Paris. Alright, if you have a house that's full of fruits, sounds very tasty. Vinifchas, and uh, the wall fell down. So you're allowed to take from the, um, you know, stick your hand in and take some fruits. We're going to have to explain, the Gemara is going to explain what we're talking about over here. Remer Omer says, Remer, you can even um, sort of like uh, break your own entry into the building and take the fruits. The Gemara is going to have to explain what we mean. Amai ahala. So now he says, look, I, I, I don't understand. How could it be that Reb Meir says that you'd be allowed to just breach the wall yourself and hop the fruits? If you do that, you're going to be breaking the, um, the, 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 the like, uh, um, house or whatever. You know, it's in this, uh, space. It's in this, uh, uh structure, a container, a building. There's fruits in there. How can you just, how could a mayor say that you could just destroy the house and take the fruits, but you're, you're breaking an OL. You can't do that. It's talking about bricks. It's talking about bricks that aren't like properly like brick and mortar together like permanently. Uh, they're just kind of stacked one on top of the other. And therefore you can, you know, it's not, therefore you can, um, you know, it's not like a big deal to just kind of breach it without like really destroying anything, demolishing anything. Ini, but is that is that really going to cut it? If you have bricks that are left over from a uh, building, from a construction site, you're allowed to move these um, leftover bricks since you can sit on them, right? So they have a purpose on Shabbos, so they're not muksa. Right, you have leftover bricks. You're not planning to use them in the construction site anymore. They're leftover. You could sit on them, so they're not muksa. However, shaginu. But if you organize them into rows, well then vade aksinu. Well then, certainly if you organize them into rows, well then certainly they're muksa because you're not planning to use them for sitting anymore. So then, certainly if you took these bricks, and even if you didn't connect them with like mortar and stuff, but 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 you lined, you know, you you stacked them up and made a building out of it. Certainly, you're not planning to sit on them. So how could it be that, right, that you'd be allowed to just breach this, this wall and hop fruits? I mean, isn't it, aren't these bricks muksa? So Rabbi Zer says, look, when Rabbi Meir says that you'd be allowed to breach the wall and hop fruits, it's only on Yom Tif. Because since we're only talking about an Isidur Abonin over here, we're talking about muksa, essentially. So, because of Simchas Yom Tif, the rabbi said, look, it's okay, you know, Reb Meir says, look, according to the rabbis, because of Simchas Yom Tif, they said you could make a breach in the wall and chop around the fruits, and that would be um, acceptable. Avol lo b'Shabbos, but on Shabbos that would not be allowed, right? They, they wouldn't let you um, bre- make, you know, breach the wall and 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 chop around the fruits. Tan and Yochim Yitak also learning a brayse like this. Reb Meir Omer says, Reb Meir, Av Pochis lechatchile v'notel b'Yom Tif uvas with a brayse. That um, says explicitly that according to a mayor, you would be allowed to breach the uh, wall and chop around the fruits. Specifically on Yom Tif, but not on Shabbos, because of Simchas Yom Tif, you're allowed to. Um, all right, friends, we're going to stop over here, which might be against my better judgment. Uh, yeah, uh, 
probably against my better judgment, but we're going to stop here. Today's going to be a shorter day. Tomorrow, then, Mistama is going to be a shtickle, uh, longer day. Um, but anyways, all right. It's nice to have a shorter day, I guess, sometimes. Anyways, friends, that was the Aflamud Aleph of Mesechta Beitza. Um, the first part of the, um, the, the, we started off with the Mishnah that says that you're allowed to take, um, uh, wood. If it's from the field, it has to be gathered together. If it's from a karpaf, this enclosed area, we saw Machlokas between Rebut and Reb Yossi, what exactly is this enclosed area? But this enclosed area, they can even be scattered. We saw the opinion of Shmuel, who says that actually even in the enclosed area, they would have to be gathered together. Rav had an interesting opinion, which is that if you leave out like leaves and stuff like that, well then you would not be allowed to gather them on Yom Tov because you're mistama, you're aware of the fact that the leaves are probably going to blow away and you're not assuming that you're going to be, uh, that they're going to be there the next day. But if you leave like a weight on something, something to keep them there, so then you would be allowed, to, they would not be the muksa and you would be allowed to use them on Yom Tov. Um, and then we saw kind of two ways to understand the machlokas between Reb, Reb Yehuda and Reb Yossi. The first way to understand it, which we seem to ultimately be assuming, is that according to Reb Yehuda, you would need two requirements for this karpaf that you could take wood from. One is that it must be close to the city. And the second one is that you have to have a key. Says Reb Yossi, look, if it's close to the city, it doesn't need to have a key. If it has a key, so then it can even be as far as the Tchum allows you to go on Yom Tif. And the other way to understand the Machlok is that according to Rabbi Yehuda, look, if it's close by, so then whether it has a key or not, it'll be fine. And, um, uh, but it has to be close by. Uh, according to Rabbi Yossi, he says, look, the important thing is that you have a key. If you have a key, it could be close, it could be far, but if you don't have a key, then it can't be anywhere. So then, right, so you, the, the car, if you don't have a key, then the carpet doesn't work. We seem to pass in like the first, we seem to assume like the first way to understand it, which is that according to Anne, like Rabiosi, which is that, um, if the carpet is close by, it doesn't need a key. If it has a key, it can even be as far away as the Trum Shabbos. Uh, then we got to a new, very interesting new Mishnah, which is that if you, um, you want, firewood on Yom Tif. So you can't use beams that Mistamar you're going to be using for construction. And even if they break on Yom Tif, still it's Muksa because at the beginning of Yom Tif, they were still um, proper beams. But if the beam already broke before Yom Tif, so then you would be able to use it on uh, Yom Tif and you'd be able to chop it up with a meat cleaver, which has a narrow uh, blade. Uh, and then we got to a final Mishnah, which is also very interesting, that if you have some kind of um, like a, a, a structure of sorts, a house or something, and it's filled up with fruits, and the bricks are are just laid on one on top of the other without mortar, so says the mayor, you'd even be allowed to just make a breach in the wall and take some of the fruits, because at that point, it's you know, it's not, uh, 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 you're not destroying an ohel because since it's not uh, made with like mortar and stuff, so it's really just a question of muksa. And because of simchas yomtiv, to enjoy yomtiv, the rabbi said it's okay. Uh, you uh, don't worry about the muksa, enjoy the fruits. Friends, that was Daf Lamaral from Masech the Beitz. I hope you enjoyed. Enjoy your day. Peace out.